0: Welcome to the Midland Seventh-day Adventist Church. We hope our broadcast will bless you. Good morning. If you'll turn in your Bibles to Proverbs 17, 22 for our scripture reading this morning. Proverbs 17, 22. And it reads, A merry heart does good like medicine, but a broken spirit dries the bones. Amen. Well, uh, I already said Happy Sabbath to the kids, but now for the older kids, Happy Sabbath too. And uh, for all of you that are visiting us, please welcome. And uh, for those of you that are watching us through the internet. So today, we will continue the series that uh, I'm calling Loving Life. Uh, It's a series talking about how we can, biblically speaking, live a life uh, that although we have problems, how to overcome them. Uh, And for those that were not here on the first two meetings, the first meeting, we covered the importance of communicating your feelings to other people and to God especially, because we have to open up to Him so He can help us. And uh, on the second meeting that was entitled Help!, We show the relevance of uh, accepting help and helping others as a way of coping with the problems we have in life. Really, when you invest time to help somebody, you are benefited as well. And today, we will be presenting uh, one of the happiest themes of the entire series. It's called Enjoy, Rejoice, Be Happy. And uh, we're going to be talking today about the attitude of being happy in developing a positive outlook in in life. And that can be one of the greatest antidotes against us being submerged by negative thoughts and feelings as we face life. And uh, before we go any further, I want to invite the Holy Spirit to help us today. So let's pray. Dear Father in heaven, thank you so much By because you gave us another day in our lives. When uh, we woke up today, we may not even thank you for that. So we are doing now. Bless us now as we uh, compare what scripture says with uh, uh, how science is catching up to it. And uh, help us to understand your message today for us to have happier lives, uh, for us to cope and deal with the stresses in life in a healthful way. May your spirit speak to our hearts today and uh, may uh, your spirit guide us through uh, everything we're going to reveal today. Bless us and give us peace. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. So uh what is really uh happiness? Uh we know that uh, for some people uh happiness is like a uh, a target that they they have. Uh but some sometimes uh, uh happiness is like a uh, is like a ball. I I've I've read this uh, once that happiness is like a ball for me. and uh, that was written by a, a Portuguese writer in, uh, in Brazil. So in Brazil, our prime uh, sport is like, a, is a we call football, but it's a different kind of football. Uh, it's a, the ball is round, not like an oval shape. And we kick the ball. We run, chasing the ball, and the objective is to kick it to the goal. So for many people... Happiness is like a ball that the author said. They want it anyway. They chase it. And when they have it, they kick it away. And that's quite accurate. And uh, there are people that their purpose in life is to have happiness. Like happiness is their target. Uh, it's a target to be pursued, to be seeked for. And uh, And they think like that. Well... When I have a bike, I will be happy. Then they get the bike. And then they started to think, well, now I have the bike, but it's still something missing. So when I have a motorcycle, I got to be happy. And then they look, uh, they, they fight for it, they get the motorcycle. And then the happiness is not there yet. And they change the target. Like, well... uh when I have a car, then I will be happy, and then they get the car, and then they start to think, when I have a house, then I will be happy and uh and that goes, goes and goes, they fix in one goal in one target after the other, but other people they are not really driven by material things their their thing is like uh more like things that they do their realizations, so they just have different kinds of targets. Some people they say like when I started to date somebody then I will be happy. Then uh, others say like uh, when I get married then I will be happy. And uh, then others may say when I graduate then I will be happy. They keep Changing their objectives, but the happiness that they are seeking for is never there at the end of their of their search. So, what happiness really is? I like uh, one phrase that kind of uh, grabs it that from an author called uh, Margaret Lee Rumbeck. She says that uh, happiness is not a station you arrive at. But it's a manner of traveling. In other ways. uh, Happiness is the journey itself. And. uh, Another guy called Richard Carson. He says like. Something along those same lines. He says that. There is no way to happiness. Happiness. Is the way. And. uh, That's actually interesting, uh, because do you know, uh, and I don't know if that's really true with all those people, but, uh, or just with the people that they studied, but do you you know what, were one of the four people more happy on on earth? What researchers have appointed? Well, among us, the longest living uh, people on the planet, uh, the research have appointed four different groups of people. And that research became famous uh, about 10 years or f- 15 years ago. And even the National Geographic had a few issues on it, about the blue zones and like. And one of the characteristics of those four or five different people were their happiness. And among those were the Seventh-day Adventists. Uh, we are, or supposedly we are, among the happiest people on the planet, or should be at least. And, uh, uh, why? Because one of the tenets of what we believe, of our ph- philosophy of life, that's based on scripture, is that, uh, happiness has to do with a balanced development of our mind and body and, uh, a healthy relationship with God. And, uh like uh, I want to share with you of uh, a little bit of uh, one paragraph of uh, the writings of one of our founders that kind of stress that point and uh, in this book called councils on health Ellen Joe White says the following uh, the harmonious uh, healthy action of our powers of body and mind Results in happiness the more elevated and refined the powers the more pure and Unalloyed the happiness and then he con she continues uh, The more elevated and refined the powers the more unalloyed and uh, The more pure, pure and unalloyed is uh, the happiness. So what that really means What that means is like the two people they can live in the same environment. They can share the same circumstances of life. Even being uh, CMS not CMS, like, um, now I blank out, like those are twins that are born and that they are, Siamese? Si- Siamese? Siamese. No, no, Siamese, Siamese, twins, Siamese. twins are, Siamese. no, they're like the type of twins that they are like, bo- Identical twins. Thank you. Thank you. I knew that was not Syracuse. So, uh, even identical twins living in the same environment, they can have two different uh, outlooks in uh, life. Why? Because happiness has nothing to do with your outside world, has nothing to do with your surroundings. Uh, Happiness has to do with you with your mind, with your body uh, and it's based on your spiritual outlook in life so that's why the Bible already said uh, in, in uh, Proverbs 23 verse 7 that for as he thinks in his heart so he is because in great measure like uh, we are what we imagine and the happiness or the lack of it that we experience in many ways started here it's an internal state of affairs not an external one so today we're gonna focus on studying the influence of the mind of the thoughts on a person's well-being and happiness and uh, the subject of physical health uh, I will touch on it but we're gonna probably talk in a later in a future series on a future sermon uh, but I want to focus today in how can we exercise positive thinking we know that our thoughts uh, are the most important thing in life like as individuals because the thoughts define what you are the thoughts define Uh, what you do did you ever heard about a self self self-fulfilling prophecy like uh, we frequently are victims of our own self-fulfilling prophecies whatever good or bad according to a friend of mine he is a a associate director of education the general conference and also associate professor of uh, psychology in uh, the Loma Linda School uh of behavioral uh health his name is uh julian Melgosa. he says that uh uh our thinking the way we think what we think the outcoming of what uh of our thinking process comes from three factors and uh, those are the three comes from the circumstances what's happening around comes from our personality and comes from the accumulation of our past experiences. So that's why people with the same external influences can have totally different thinking and outlook on on life because their personality is different and their life experience is different, although uh, the circumstances are the same. So... uh, those things, they influence uh, our conduct, our mood, our physical reactions even. And uh, the great news is that like, we have control over those things. We don't have control over the, over the first thing, our environment. We don't have control over it. We also don't have control over our past because it's already gone. Uh, but the way we react to it, and even our own personality to a degree, we have some, uh, some say-so. That's why Jesus once said, A good man, out of the good treasure of his heart, brings forth good. And an evil man, out of the evil treasure of his heart, brings forth evil. For out of the abundance of, his heart, of the heart, his mount speaks. So what he was saying, we have to mind what we keep in our hearts. We have to mind the way we think because we're going to be speaking of about what or how our heart is full. If our heart is full of resentment, we're going to be sorry people. If our heart is full of joy because of God's presence in our life, we'll be Pleasant people to be around. And uh, uh, Dr. Mergoza, he says that by controlling your thoughts, uh, your will, my will, can avoid inappropriate behavior, act better, and uh, we can have a better physical and mental outlook. And uh, to avoid those thoughts... There are several things we have to mind. We have to live a lifestyle that abides by the following universal principles like honesty, responsibility, justice, respect to others, integrity, veracity. And uh, those are ideas that have to do in the way God made us. And every time we deviate from that, that way. wears us out like uh, the reality is like that uh, even our attitude is a muscle like our thoughts are like muscles that we we can stress uh, uh, the longer we hold and exercise one type of thinking the stronger that type of thinking is and the easier that thinking is we create mental synapses, like the neurons they get stronger grip on each other to make that uh, those thoughts more more easy. That's why we have to cultivate those traits because they help our thoughts to be more in harmony with god's desire for us and just as a muscle to our body uh those good thoughts need to be exercised and uh uh one of the recommendations that uh, Dr. Mergoza does is that like as a way to prevent us to have bad thoughts is to force our minds to have good thoughts. If you're having a negative thought that tends to hijack your attitude, try to push that thought aside And start to think in something good. Go to scripture. Sing a song. uh, Read a a passage of scripture out loud. Stop to pray. Do something that will bring God back to your life. And uh, uh, shuffle those uh, bad thoughts and negative emotions aside. Uh, Perhaps one of the biggest illustrations we see that on the Bible. Is on the life of Jesus himself. Like, uh, after he, he had been flogged, whipped, uh, dragged through the streets, humiliated, half-naked, uh, He had all the hu- human reasons to be negative about it. He, he could uh, uh, unleash his negative emotions and just seek for revenge. But uh, what we see in the scripture? We see in the scripture that he controlled his emotions uh, with mastery. Uh, and he verbalized his thoughts in the prayer that he, he said that that's recorded in Luke 23, 34. When he said, Father, forgive them because they don't know what they are doing. But let's look to that, sena- to that uh, uh that scene closely what did what did happen there Jesus was being nailed on the cross he had been a a suffer more than probably any of us here today and uh, what was he thought? what was his thinking Uh, he called has been thinking those those are bad Jews, like those are bad people but what was his thought? What was the thoughts that he put on his mind? They are ignorant about they are do- what they are doing. And those thoughts provoke a different type of feeling. What type of feeling it provoked? Feelings of compassion? Uh... He started to think, poor soldiers, poor people, poor things. So he demonstrated an extraordinary uh, emotional intelligence. And uh, the basis of that emotional in- intelligence is controlling of uh, the thoughts. So they produce emotions that we want to have. Like uh, I want to share with you another uh, text on Ellen White. From mind character, mind character and personality. That she says exactly that. So she says many. I should have put this in white. In white, sorry, uh, it's hard to read. Many thought, thoughts make up the unwritten history of a single day, and those thoughts have much to do with the formation of character. Our thoughts are the strictly guarded are to be strictly guarded, for one impure thought makes deep impression on the soul. An evil thought leaves an evil impress on the mind. If the thoughts are pure and holy, the man is better for having shared them. By then, the spiritual pulse is, pulse is quickened and the power of, for doing good is increased. And as one drop of rain prepares... For the way prepares the way for another, in moising the earth, so one good thought prepares the way for another. so uh, that is important because what she's really saying that our thoughts constitute the keys for our emotions, what allow our minds to dwell on are keys for our emotions. Faced with the same situation, people can have different outlooks depending on what they thought, what they think, and how they think. For example, let's say your spouse comes home uh, tonight after like a long day of work. There was like one of those days that everything goes wrong. Uh, he's stressed with, he's not stressed with you, but he's stressed with other things. And uh, you probably already saw that type of behavior in your home, uh, unfortunately, because that's we are humans. Uh, but out of the blue, he starts to blame you and accusing you of things that doesn't matter. You're like, perhaps you do something, you put the clock on the on the desk, and he, why are you put in this here, like like birds for something of not of importance, and. uh like uh, one of the two following thoughts will cross your mind. The first thought is like he has no right to talk like that with me. That's one of very natural thoughts that may cross your mind. The second thought is like oh, he's disappointed about something uh, and he's taking out on me. Uh, he doesn't really un- even understand what he's doing. I will talk with him after he calms down. I will try to talk about what happens later. So two things can happen: depending which thought you, you t- take hold of you. If you take hold of a thought A, like he has no right of telling uh, of talking like that with me. What's gonna happen? What will be your natural reaction? Aggressiveness. You're gonna go back with the same, uh, the same force back at him, or her. But if you nurture, thought be like, oh, he's stressed with somebody, something else. Let me step back for a little, and then we can have a conversation after he goes down. Uh, what? Type of uh, feelings that will promote, and what type of attitude that will promote. That will promote feelings and attitudes of compassion, of acceptance, uh, regardless of their bad behavior, and also will promote healing of both. Because then you can talk about that attitude once the person is cooled down, is back to her, his, or her senses, and uh, uh, you can bring a path to, for for healing uh, friends face the same situation they can have different attitudes dependent thoughts they hold they can express uh, anxiety or tranquility they can express uh, sadness or joy they can express fear or trust they can express aggressiveness or acceptance and uh, they can express also envy or contentment uh, they can express repulsion or understanding you can choose the choice is yours but it's a matter of exercising like it's not that you're gonna get out here now I'm gonna uh, exercise good thoughts and you're gonna fail but you have to keep trying it's like a muscle like uh, there is a reason why when I do this my muscles don't go that because I don't exercise I like or at least not as much as I wanted uh, and the same thing with my thoughts they are also muscle if I want to have strong positive thoughts I have to exercise even on the smallest circumstances in life Uh, so uh, exercise is the key and once you exercise those things even on the smallest victories at the end of it we're gonna feel that sense of satisfaction because you could overcome something in a positive way and you have that feeling of uh, achievement and you know that you grew a little bit more so and why Having that positive outlook in life is so important. There is some uh, uh, interesting research that says uh, in a study by Bressel uh, Balak, that uh, he researched uh, hundreds of people over a long period and he discovered that uh, the mortality rate of people, of normal people, is 57% higher than people that, have, uh, that are happy, that cultivate a healthy outlook on life. And another researcher called uh, Sheldon Cohen, he surveyed 334 people uh, with his team at the uh, Carnegie Mellon University, and uh, uh, he interviewed uh, people that were in good health to find out their level of optimism and vigor. And uh they were good, they were wealthy, and then they did something. They administered in them a uh, dose of the renovirus. And if you don't know what that is, is the virus that's the uh most common cause of uh some of uh, the uh, infections on our respiratory Airways like that causes venitis and other things. And uh, interesting that uh, the most pessimistic people were uh, more likely to, three or four times more likely to show the symptoms of the virus like uh, bronchitis and cough and headaches. And the optimists, on the other hand, they su- successfully defend themselves, just a v- very small portion of them got sick uh, against those viruses. Another two researchers called Robert uh, Ornstein and David Sobel in 2000, they show up evidence of the benefits of positive thinking and the sense of control of some areas of life, of health. Like the first thing, the first good af- effect of uh, positive thinking was in uh, your immune, immune system. Uh, they analyzed the human saliva. The human saliva, it contains uh, some uh, substances that protect us from infection. And uh, the saliva of uh, people that have a happy, uh, out-looking life... They had a lot of those antigens, those defensive uh, protective uh, components. And uh, those that were sad, always angry, always like with a cloud over themselves, that was next to none, next to zero. Another group that they studied was cancer patients. And uh, like uh, a group of cancer patients were taught to think positively and were taught to engage in things that are meaningful, that would bring happiness to their lives. And they also learned relaxation techniques. And the studies showed that the antibodies on those patients became much more active fighting the cancer than those that didn't have those skills that were not instructed like that and uh the other effect that they the, uh perceived is in the, in longevity uh they studied elderly people and uh in living centers of uh like uh, nursing homes and uh they separate the group in two some of the groups they gave them more autonomy of like uh taking their decisions, like choosing their food, choosing their lunch, choosing their stuff, and all the rest had to follow the program. And those that had those uh, choices, they were happier. They had, they had that sense of happiness. They were more fulfilled. And the mortality rate was 50% less than those that, display, that had those choices and that because of that were happier than those that had it in in a three-year time span and uh the other group that they studied was patients that are uh, on their post-operatory like patients that were submitted to some type of surgery and then they observed their recovery and uh the people that were more optimistic that were always happy sinking the seeing the glass half full instead of half empty uh, they recovered quickly they suffer, they suffer fewer complications, and they return to their daily activities faster than the other group that didn't have those traits. And uh, overall, in, in the health overall, the researchers uh, showed that uh, uh, depending on the thoughts you cultivate, negative thoughts or positive thoughts, your overall health outlook is better. Or worse, depending how happy you cultivate your mind. And uh, all this research serves to prove a point. That the Bible was right when uh, it said like many centuries ago, many uh, over two millennia ago, uh, that a cheerful heart is good medicine, but a crushed spirit dries up your bones. And that's true. And uh, as uh, Ellen J. White, one of the most translated uh, uh, authors of nonfiction and the, one of the founders of this church, once said, "Is neither wealth nor intellect that gives happiness its the moral worth. And you can find the full quote, the full paragraph on the bulletin. Uh and that's why the Bible also says oops what happened here, like you guys don't have the gift of tongues, right? <laughs> so that is uh Psalm thirty two verses three to five. So let me open here and uh compensate my mistake. Verses 3 to 5. When I kept silent, my bones grew old through my groaning all day long. For day and night your hand was heavy upon me. My vitality was turned into uh, the drought of the summer. I I acknowledge my sin to you and my and my inquiry I have not hidden. I said, I will confess my transgressions to the Lord, and you forgive the iniquity of my sin. What David is really saying here is that uh, the true happiness comes from a heart at peace with God. That's the only source of happiness. While he was He felt that he was in in the synchrony with God's will. His bones were crushing him. It became physical. But when he approached God and asked for forgiveness, the situation was solved. Because true happiness comes from a heart that's in peace of God. And that's why the Bible, uh, in line with the most recent uh, scientific research, makes the point and advises us to rejoice in the Lord always. And again I say rejoice. Friends, happiness is not about uh, the way of living. I mean, it's not about things, but the way of living is what you choose for your life. There is a famous um, uh philosopher and poet called Fernando Pessoa. He's Portuguese, but most of his works are in English because he, was, uh, he grew up in South Africa. And uh, he just has one book in Portuguese. And I haven't read that book. So, uh, And he says, Being happy means finding strength in forgiveness, hope in the battles, security in the midst of fear, Love in disagreements, it's thanking God every minute for the miracle of life. That's what happiness really is. When you feel that connectedness with the, with the Lord, when there's nothing in between you and your Savior, you can feel that happiness, really. And you may be thinking, I'm a sinner. The Bible is quite clear that there's nothing, no No, thing is deep enough or high enough or strong enough to keep us apart from the love of God. Love, his love is offering to us. His forgiveness is complete. We just need to accept. And uh, that's, uh, we need to always remember what uh, the Bible tells us. That our happiness is not centered on things. Not even in self-actualization in things that we can do. But our happiness is centered in a life with God. Uh, Here we may have problems that disturb our life. That uh, uh, make us to lose our cool. But from Genesis to Revelation. The Bible uh, unveils to us. That this life here is just an interval. Like uh, once... Sin and sinners are over. The Bible says we're going to live a life of full joy and happiness with God. And even in here, although we may not have the best uh, conditions, uh, we may not have our desires fulfilled in this life, we can rest assured that God is with us. And when we have that relationship with us, that can change our outlook. That can change the way we see things. That's why the first thing on our day should be looking to the Lord to have that uh, uh, relationship with him established. And that's the only way we can follow the day rejoicing, having a positive attitude. Even when bad things happen to us. And that will keep us going until Jesus comes and until we can enter on that eternal bliss with him. And my message today, if I could summarize, if you want to have a happy life, you have to cultivate your thoughts, happy thoughts, keep Jesus on your mind, keep my Bible verses that can guide your attitudes, can guide your behaviors, keep a a song on on your heart. Or do like David, he says this on Psalm 119, like, I hid my word. I hear Thai word in my heart. So I don't sin against you. Because if we do that. If we keep those positive attitudes. The devil will not be able to hijack us. And to use us to his means. So my prayer for you today. Is that you uh, decide to surrender your life to God. I don't know where you are in your walk with God today. But uh, if you want to have a happier life. If you want to have a healthier life. May you allow God to be the first and the last on your life. May you walk with him, make peace with him. And if there's anything between you and him, put this at his feet, at the feet of the cross and accept his forgiveness and have your life changed. May God bless you. You have been listening to the broadcast from the Midland Seventh-day Adventist Church at 2420 East Ashman in Midland, Michigan. If you're in the area, we cordially invite you to visit our church Saturday mornings. If you're a distance away, we encourage you to continue visiting our website and weekly podcast at midlandsda.org.